what should your response be when you experience church hurt? Because the, the reality is this, if you go to church long enough, you will be hurt. Because church is a place where sinners congregate, where humans interact and engage with each other, where Satan would like to disrupt. Hmm. So it shouldn't be as a, any surprise to us that there are going to be times when things are going to run off the rails at church. Well, that's what we're going to be talking about today on Life Talks. My name's Dan. I'm with Ben. We're the teaching pastors at Life Fellowship in Metropolitan Chica- or Chicago. <laughs> Charlotte. Starts with a C. No. <laughs> I haven't lived in Chicago Listen, for 40 years. Do you know why he said Chicago? Because he's drinking garbage and I'm drinking fresh juice. Yes. If you're watching this on YouTube, look at that. I know it if doesn't okay, look if appetizing. If you're watching that on YouTube, <laughs> send us a note and tell us what exactly you think that looks like. This is cantaloupe, cucumber, ginger, Fresh squeeze from my juicer machine. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to get too graphic, but I used to drain <laughs> stuff like that out of our barnyard. <laughs> but it tastes. Listen, it doesn't. It. I will say the color looks like the most ugly color on the face of the planet. Um, it looks like one of those paint colors from the 70s, but it tastes delicious. I I knew people were going to be watching this online, and I wanted to make sure that if people saw me drinking from this. They didn't think I was drinking anything vile. This is actually very good and healthy for so you. So the 80% of the people who listen to us rather than watch us are just <laughs> clueless right now. But and I also want to- It's a vile I'm also trying to, I'm also trying to health shame Dan. Come yeah, on, that Dan. ain't going to work. <laughs> I'm well beyond shame. <laughs> Excuse me while I take a sip uh, of Diet Pepsi. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. We uh, we got off track there. Yeah, we, not that so, church hurt. We're not trying to minimize church hurt. No. We just- I just felt like I had to describe what was was before me. Yeah, and, as and, I'm and by the way, this. it's a very unusual looking straw you're using too. It just looks like something my mommy turtles, gave man. me when I was four I'm years old. I'm saving the turtles. We have these straws that we just reuse over and over in my house. Looks so. like that juicy fruit gum. Not Ooh. juicy fruit. What was oh, it? Fruit stripe gum. Fruit stripe. Yeah. Oh, dude, fruit stripe gum. Yeah, was that would last like three like, chews and then have no yeah, flavor. Yeah, it, it was about sixty seconds. And then it was it was all done. It's like yeah, chewing a rubber band. But it was sixty seconds of eternal bliss. Yes. Oh, or okay. Are anyways. we ever going to get to our, our? Yeah, we're two minutes in. We better we better in, yes. get in. All right. <laughs> so I mean, we we started this series uh, two episodes ago, but seriously, the matter of church hurt is. What was that? I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you all hear that racket? Slurping his concoction over there. We are, this is and off this, the rails right now. Into this. We're talking about something serious here. Yes, we are. All right. So oh. when, it, when, it, when it comes to, to church hurt, that we, you and I spend a lot of time talking to people, trying to work them through that process. Yeah, I, I don't. And, and certainly we are not making light of the no, subject no, 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 because, no. because for for. For some people, it's a very painful process. For others, they need they need to be reminded of some truths and some realities about the human condition, about the nature of, of brokenness that mm. we all deal with. Um, I mean, there have been people that I unintentionally have hurt, mm. um, and not even realizing it at the time, and, and not until he brought it to my attention. Rarely do we intend to hurt somebody, sure. but because of the dynamics of human relationships and sometimes the casualness of which we speak, with which we speak, um, those things happen. So, so what do we do when this happens? How do we respond to that? Let's say that we're you're talking to a listener who's mm. in. I, I I almost have PTSD about 
going back into a church based yeah. on something that happened. And, to and I think that it's a very real thing. I, I don't want again. One of the things that we've always tried to say is we don't want to minimize church hurt. We don't want to amplify it. I think what we we delegitimize real church hurt when someone gets their feelings hurt over something very minor, very you know they don't get their way very negligible, yeah. and they they make a huge deal. What what unfortunately what that does. If if there's a scale of church hurt from one to one to ten, and this is a one, and people amplify it like it's a seven, it does feel like it it seems to uh, become white noise among some of the legitimate issues of church hurt, and that's really sad because we don't want to do that. But but I do think that um, you and I have both been been around churches our entire lives, uh, from our growing up years to um, to the school years to uh, just now, now we are. It's our occupation. It's it's what we do. Mm-hmm. So I think we have seen. We've heard it all. We've seen it all. There's nothing that probably you and I have not experienced, mm-hmm. um, whether hearing it from friends or acquaintances. Um, and so, but what we have seen is we've seen a lot of people take different roads. We've seen people go through um, a very challenging, difficult time, and they. They they go through that valley of the shadow of death, and they come out on the other side more humble, more more um, compassionate, more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. We've seen people, you know, get stuck in the middle of the valley of the shadow of death, and they decide to turn left and and turn their back on church. Maybe not God, but church and their relationship with God is is very different. And so there's a lot of different roads you can take when when crisis and pain and trauma happens to us. None of us know how we're going to respond. We can we can look at other people and be like, well, what's wrong with them? Why don't they just do this? But until you walk through that experience of pain, all of us have been through things that um, have been tragic for us, whether it's loss of uh, loss of close ones, disappointments. But but we don't. We can say that we think we know how we'll respond, but until we do, we really don't. But but what we want to do is give you some ideas of what to do, what not to do, because you don't want to get stuck hmm. and you don't want to take that left turn. You want to be the person that's able, I think we, I can't remember what episode we mentioned it in. You want to be more than a conqueror. You want to be someone who's able to walk through the valley of the shadow of death and able to, at the end, through that trial, through that pain, still to say, I I know the Lord loves me and I believe that God is still good. Right. And that is what we're hoping that people will experience. And the other thing I would add to that is also how we process pain um, changes as we mature. Oh, yeah. And and so someone who's early on their journey, someone who's vulnerable because they're still spiritually immature, may respond to circumstances that someone who's further down their journey, closer closer uh, to the Lord in their discipleship mm-hmm. walk, uh, is going to respond to it. Just like a, you know, a child that falls down and skins his knees mm-hmm. often responds very dramatically, but a teenager doesn't, and an adult does even less. Mm. Um, so th- that that's part of it too. But I also think that ought to make us a little self-aware yeah. that, that we may want to gauge our response um, and ask, what is God teaching me in this moment? Mm-hmm. And what does this what does this reveal in me? That's right. Um, not not that you're to blame, not that you're at fault, but processing pain is a part of life. Oh, absolutely. And I think one of the things that we've I, we've said this over and over again: God is interested in conforming us to the image of Christ. Mm. That there's going to be, you jo- there's no greater example of this in the Bible than Joseph. Mm. I mean, Christ is the ultimate example. Right, but right. but I'm just saying, like, as far as <clears throat> someone that whoever has been offended 
uh, abused, um, has been taken advantage of. There, there's not, there's not, there's not many more uh, greater examples of that than Joseph. Uh, the, the way, and again, he was kind of a punk kid, but mm-hmm. never deserved uh, to be sold as a slave, to be falsely accused. And it's like it just felt like everything that he was doing uh, kept getting him deeper in the pit. And then uh, eventually, he makes it out. And and there's this. A lot of times, the Bible sometimes only gives us slight clues as to what was going on in Joseph's life through that, that period. But in the naming of Joseph's sons, we get a glimpse of what he really went through. We get, we realize he wasn't like, you know, the 13 years he went from slave to between, you know, going in at 17 as a slave to 30 being second in command. That 13 years was tumultuous. And the naming of his two sons re- reveals that he went through bitterness. He went through a period of of great discouragement, but yet came out on the other side mm. differently because it's only someone who's been through what he's been through and is able to say to his brothers, you meant it for evil, God meant it for good. Yeah. And it sounds, we don't want this to be platitudes. We know that when you're when you're in the midst of the evil, it's hard to say, well, I can't wait to see what God, what good God's going to do with this. Mm-hmm. It's hard. But that is the promise. That is the guarantee. We do have that promise in Christ that um, he will do something good through the evil done to us. And I think um, not that that that's a that's that's the hope. That's the thing we we the, the North Star that we keep moving towards to say, I, I may not see it, but I believe that is possible. Mm-hmm. And. Um, so I think those are the things that we have to remember as we are processing the pain and going through the hurt, trying to find healing from that. Yeah. Well, l- let's go to a, a more practical, perhaps even therapeutic level. Mm-hmm. And what are some things that a person who has been wounded or offended or or attacked or gossiped about or uh, had some unkindness directed toward them? What Where should they start in this journey of processing it? I think the number one thing is you have to you have to fix your eyes either on God. You're either going to fix your eyes on God or you're going to fix your eyes on your pain. Okay? And I think it, there is a time to process your pain, but I do think ultimately what we need to see is God above all. You know, there's that that passage in in Hebrews 12, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. You know, Hebrews was written to a group of people who were going under incredible persecution, unjust suffering. Okay, mm-hmm. and when he says that, th- the reason he says that is because Jesus is the one who went through suffering. He's the one who went through, uh, you know, despising, you know, despising the shame, uh, the, the looking to the joy beyond the cross. And I think that that is something that we we have to do. We have to see God um, that He loves justice and He hates the proud. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, you know, the things that we have to remind ourselves of God's character that even though we might not get a chance to see the the full justice of things, we can pray the imprecatory Psalms during those mm-hmm. times. That That's why they're in Scripture. God, bring your justice. There's that phrase in throughout the Old Testament, arise, O Lord, and, and do, do, you know, show yourself mighty against evil. Um, and, and so we've got to fix our eyes on God, God as Father. I wrote down three things of who God is when we're going through this. God is Father. That's going to put in context, okay, I know there's a, my Father loves me. And as much as 
you know, when, when my son or if one of my children was to go off to school and be abused or bullied or whatever, and he comes home and he's like, I don't want to go back to school. And you're like, listen, I know that you don't want to walk into that environment. The best I can do is help you prepare you to walk through that experience, right? But there's going to be hard things you have to experience in life. But God as a father loves us, and he's going to to make sure that He he's going to care for us through that entire, entire process. The second thing is Jesus as healer. Jesus loves to heal the brokenhearted. Um, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. I will give you rest for your souls. There's this sense of I'm going to... I'm going to identify with Jesus as the one who wants to be close and who wants to heal me, heal my pain, because that's what Jesus did. He's he's healer. Um, and then spirit as comforter, Second uh, Corinthians chapter one that 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 the spirit comforts us, uh, and and only he can comfort us on things that he knows how to comfort us. And so I think it's important to remember that that God cares about your pain. He cares about your pain. He he sees it. He knows it. And I think most importantly, he carried it. Mm. He carried it. Like when you think about the sin done against you, you have to remember that Jesus felt that sin on the cross. Mm. He felt the full weight of that offense. Um, and so when you are there saying, I've experienced the evil from this other person or other people or the circumstances. You've got to remember that Jesus at some point has felt that sin the greatest way that any human being can feel that sin, as justice, that God's wrath was poured out against it. And so when you realize that, um, the innocent feeling, the, the judgment and condemnation for the sin that has been done against you, I think there is something healing to process that, to meditate on that. But if you, you know, The Bait of Satan, which is, that, there's a, actually a great book called The Bait of Satan, which I think every Christian should read, because it's all about the sin of offense. Anyone who's ever offended, Satan loves to take people who are offended and twist that offense into something that's very dark inside of them. But what Satan wants to do is to make you focus on the offense, focus on the pain, focus on the victimhood, focus on the things that were done wrong to you. And so, you know, what what God wants you to do is is amplify him. What Satan wants you to do is amplify the problem and get you to live in that pain, live in that problem and in your mind just cycle it over and over and over again. So, I think the most important thing that you got to do with church hurt is you have to determine what am I going to focus on? I'm not saying diminish the pain. You got to process the pain. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you have to fix your eyes on something beyond your pain. Yeah. So, so what would your advice be in in terms of a a, a larger um, impact, w- where the offense was not a matter of I got passed over for something I wanted mm-hmm. or. A decision was made with which I disagree, or in the heat of emotion, someone said something right. of kind. But we're talking about something that has moral or even criminal implications to it. Um, maybe somebody, um, you know, has stolen something from you. Maybe somebody has, um, you know, made a sexual overture or worse yeah. to you. Yeah. What what in those situations? Yeah, I, th- I think there is a reality that um, you have to. Uh, clearly um, communicate 
the pain, the offense, the evil, the the breaking of the law to the proper authority. Yeah. I think that's really important. I, I, I do not I I'm so glad you brought up this question because number one, that's a spiritual well, I'm talking about is the spiritual response. But mm-hmm. there is a very practical response of if someone has done something that th- evil, there needs to be an accountability. Mm-hmm. Your responsibility if something evil or wicked has been done against you is to um to share with the authority or or whether it's whether it's governmental um uh, civil or or even spiritual authority what has transpired yeah. um because you cannot keep darkness hidden you know right? like this part of part of it is shining light on on the darkness so that you know righteousness can can have its day and also so that that it doesn't happen to, so that somebody else is not 100%. victimized that's why if it is a is a criminal offense or uh, an offense, you know, involving sexual abuse or um, impropriety, it, it's important to go to the authority. And by the way, if it is a criminal offense and the authority, even within the church, does not respond by taking it to civil authority, then you should go ahead and do that. Absolutely. So in other words, you know, if if, 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 if someone is aware that someone has molested somebody or physically abused somebody, because let's be honest, there's a history in the Western church of, of churches that are so afraid of the media and the, and the reputation. And, and so what they have done is rationalized handling things uh, kind of below the surface. Um, and those things then fester. They get worse. Mm. Others are affected and impacted either by a re, you know repeated offense or because it just never no one's held accountable, and that festers in the wounds in the heart of the person who was victimized. So I, I think that's that's really something. I you know being a little older than most people, I I grew up in a time when I saw these abuses take place mm. where church leadership was so interested about maintaining the reputation of oh. the of the local body or the church or mm. they would even say Christ yeah. that they didn't deal with things appro- appropriately it, it, and it was sinful the way they yes. dealt they made a sin a greater sin because right. they didn't deal with it right and because really the, the 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 lie was they were trying to protect not the name of Jesus but their own reputation yeah. that's that's the evil that was done yeah. um i had a friend a few years ago who had to go through this in his own church, where um, there was a there was a, a man that uh, had a past um, of sexual abuse, he the elders were made aware of it. They made the deal that he could only come to church and be with his mom because he was somehow connected to the church, but he could never be alone. Um, and so they agreed to that. Well, one day his mom was sick, didn't come to church. He went to church late, purposely went into the bathroom. Little boy mm-hmm. during the middle of service went to the bathroom. The predator was waiting for him, and thankfully, the predator that after everything happened, um, he confessed after that morning service to to my friend who's the pastor. And it was like immediately called called the police called off, the police. Yep. called the police, notified every authority that needed to be known. When, um, you know, there was a, you know, obviously when the newspaper finds out they want to make a big deal, he didn't hide from it. He invited them in to have conversations with them, let them know, here's how we're going to handle it from, you know, here on out. Here's what did not transpire because it was like one of these perfect storms where they're, where they're, um, their two levels of security didn't show up. You know, it was, mm-hmm. like, it was like three things broke down for this thing to happen and it makes you sick and angry. But it's like, even when that happens, you got to own it. 
and you, you go back and you, do the right thing. and you go back and do the right thing. Yeah. And you know that was it was a hard, hard season for my friend. But I, I'll tell you this: um, the family with that little boy, I'm sure, appreciated that the they, they will never appreciate the way what happened, but they will appreciate the the pursuit of justice yeah. that my friend did in the in the midst of a very difficult situation. Yeah, and I think that's an important thing to also note is that. In, in as much as we know that Satan has plans and plots for us as individuals, he he does the same for us corporately. Hmm. Um, and and every institution has to be aware of this. You know, I was years in school administration. We constantly had to be aware, even of teachers. Mm-hmm. You know, I had problems with teachers. And you say, but it's a Christian school. It's a church. It's a it's an elementary school. People should be safe. They should be. But we live in a broken yeah. world. Therefore, we have to do our part in in maintaining this. <clears throat> but and, and, and can I just say this? There are people that purposely go to churches because they believe it's easy prey. Yeah, and sometimes they are because we tend to be trusting. We think it's yeah. a safe place. Yeah. I mean, and I'm really in, in this time in our culture, I would say a parent should not let their child go to a restroom unattended. Absolutely. It's just, just, no matter where. No yes. matter where. Yeah. And and so these these are things, and that's not to blame the child or to blame. It's just dealing with the reality of our broken yeah. world. Yeah. But in the end. Whether it's a big thing or a little thing, whether whether it's you know criminal or it's, it it's just didn't go down well with mm-hmm. you, um, th- we cannot operate in a vacuum. Yeah, and you you don't run from church, mm-hmm. but you run to the right spot. Mm-hmm. And and so we went through. I only went, I only got to through two out of six. Yeah, so we may we, <laughs> we may have to hit some more of these. Yeah, we'll, uh, in we'll the next episode. Things, yeah. But uh, folks, as always, we appreciate you listening to us. We started out light, we ended very serious. Uh, but uh, you know that's the way life is. Many times, our conversations and just the reality of our world. Hmm. But as we process these things, and if you're hurting, would you reach out? Reach out to your pastor. Reach out to uh, to, to someone in your church who you know will give you that hmm. godly support that you need in order to find the healing that God. God offers, and also to protect those who may also become a part of a, of a pattern of, of abuse or victimization. So thank you always for listening to us. And until next time, this is Life Talks. You've been listening to Life Talks. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss a new episode. Share this podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let your friends and family know about Life Talks. We'd love to hear from you as well. So leave a comment and let us know your thoughts on this episode or any other topics we've discussed. The Ministry of Life Fellowship in Cornelius, North Carolina. For more information on Life Talks or Life Fellowship, visit LifeCharlotte.com or you can find us on Facebook at Life Fellowship Charlotte.